Hello, Zebras and Spoonies. Thank you for coming over and visiting with me today. I am glad that you are here. Today I want to talk about living with anger. One of the things um, that comes with having ADHD is emotional dysregulation. So what is that? It's the inability to properly modulate and regulate emotions. Um, and it's frequently seen with people with ADHD. It starts in childhood and it lasts well into adulthood. Um, even though it isn't listed as a symptom in the DSM-5 for ADHD, research shows that it is a core feature for ADHD. But because it's something that is also a feature of other disorders, it's not diagnostically um, exclusive to ADHD, so it's not used as a diagnostic feature for the disorder, which is why it's not listed in the DSM. Um, so emotional dysregulation sounds so vague, and a lot of people ask me, like, what does that mean? So people with emotional dysregulation, whether they have ADHD or not, um, show symptoms such as low frustration tolerance, um, impulsivity of emotion, uh, temper outbursts, significant mood fluctuations. They can go from um, being angry to anxious, depressed, just swinging back and forth or just rapidly changing moods. Their mood is appropriate to what is happening, but it tends to be more dramatic, larger, and more rapidly shifting than what is considered normal. Um, the other thing that's frequently also seen with emotional dysregulation is self-damaging behaviors like substance abuse, suicidal thoughts, and self-harm. So people with ADHD feel emotions more intensely than neurotypical people do. When they feel happiness and excitement, it makes things more interesting and engaging, but strong emotions has a downside as well. Um, those of us with ADHD are impulsive. We get carried away by what we're feeling and we act on it without considering how it's going to affect other people or ourselves. If we see something interesting at the store, we get excited about it and then we buy that item and we forget about the rest of our shopping list and we go home and we didn't get what we actually went to the store for. So this is one of the challenges of, a, of emotional dysregulation, having the appropriate emotion and feeling it at the right intensity. When it comes to getting things done, those of us with ADHD struggle with both sides of the equation. We get excited about things that can be classified as distractions and we get bored with tasks that we feel like we should be doing. And this is why we often can't get things done. And we're left often wondering, why am I so emotional all the time? And our lack of emotional control creates common and often predictable struggles in life. We often share too much. Um, we can behave rather spontaneously. We can have difficulties motivating ourselves. We can lose focus on the big picture. We can lose focus on other people's perspectives. 
We can easily say something that we later regret. We easily show our anger or frustration. And we do things impulsively that we often later regret. So when we talk about big emotions, nobody really feels like it's a bad thing to feel happy or excited. You know, people with ADHD, generally, we don't feel like these are a bad thing. And and for the most part, they don't come with negative consequences. I mean, sometimes we overwhelm other people and we come on too strong and we're told that we're too intense and people can't handle our level of energy. And that's generally what they're talking about is the degree of excitement that we bring over things that other people just don't get charged up about. I mean, I see a really cool item, like a stuffed pig that's super cute, and I just get really excited because he's so soft and it's fluffy and it's cute, and I just want to snuggle him and I want to give him a name and I want to take him home and I want to introduce him to the other pigs and I want to just be like, yes, a new pig. And everybody else is just looking at me like, dude, it's a stuffed animal. What's up with that? So they don't really get the excitement and the energy and that intensity that just pours through everything that we do. So yeah, even the positive emotions that we have can come with some negative consequences. But by far, the emotional dysregulation in our lives, the, the, the emotion that gives us the most trouble is our anger. And often preceding our anger is our low frustration tolerance, meaning that we become easily bored and frustrated with the things that we're doing, which leads us to become angry about the circumstances and situation that we're stuck in that is making it so that we have to do this intolerable thing. So it often feels like we walk around with this monster inside of us that's lurking and waiting to just come out. So I first want to talk about what it's like to live with this rage machine inside of you. This is something that either you have experienced and you're nodding your head and you just totally know what I'm talking about or it's not and it's going to be difficult for you to understand. But sometimes rage comes over like a tide and it consumes and washes over all rational thought. And the ability to process information is completely annihilated. There is zero capacity to absorb information and logically process a situation. You, you, you've ceased that capacity. The rage completely consumes all of you. And you become this destructive force that just wants to annihilate everything around you. And this rage just explodes out of you. Hopefully, as you get older, you learn how to manage this rage. And there's definitely techniques for doing that. But without help and without practice and without management, 
This rage machine, this monster that we walk around with is a huge, huge burden inside of our lives. We will lash out at people in these bursts of anger that are just white hot fury but are usually very quick brief and done and oftentimes within five to ten minutes we really aren't always entirely sure why we were angry to start with and a lot of it can do can be with cumulative anger like years of frustration years of feeling angry about life situations and then feelings of inadequacy and just all of this cumulatively building up into us so that these small things end up being the straw on the camel's back that break and then that floodgate is open. So all that anger that we've been holding back behind in that dam just pours out in this huge rush and floods out. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the rage machine that lives inside me and lives inside many people who have ADHD. And it's a very scary thing because many of us live with the genuine fear that we have a capacity to hurt people around us. And that not just emotionally, but physically, that we can really genuinely hurt other people. And that is a terrifying idea because those of us with ADHD also have really big hearts. We care deeply about other people, especially those who we consider friends and family. So the idea of causing harm to any of these people is horrifying. So wow, you know, it's, it's like caring comes with a double-edged sword and in some ways it's scary to get close to people because if you allow them close to you there's a much higher risk that they'll be exposed to this rage machine so what do you do about it like how do you deal with emotional dysregulation and how do you deal with the rage machine inside of you so the first thing that i will say is never squash the anger down like when you feel angry give it space and vent it in the moment in safe and appropriate ways but vent it don't just push it in don't put it behind a wall don't dam it up and so that you have this store that can flood out as a tsunami later you don't want to have a huge amount of anger waiting to rage out of you so you need to be giving your anger its space in the moment that it happens but you need to also be doing it in ways that is healthy and appropriate and safe so some things that you can do with this is first dealing with the energy that comes with that so doing something physical sometimes can help to get rid of that high energy state that comes with anger um, sometimes just processing it and writing it down or talking to a trusted person venting and talking about what is making you feel the way that that it is even if it sounds totally irrational it doesn't matter because emotions don't need to be rational to be real and valid i mean a lot of times we put value on our emotions based on how logical they are 
And the reality is that emotions are not logical. They just are what they are. We, we have an, an emotional response and it just is. It doesn't need to be logical. It doesn't need to make sense really. And that's okay. Emotions are messy and complicated and sometimes completely unpredictable. And that doesn't make us bad people and that doesn't make us a mess or broken. It just makes us human. We just need to acknowledge, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm going to let myself feel this. I'm going to try to process where this emotion is coming from because giving emotion space means that you're allowing yourself to feel that feeling, sitting in it and experiencing that emotion in a safe way. And then saying to yourself, where is this emotion coming from? What is this emotion trying to tell me? So feelings come from something. They're not always necessarily rational, but they, they come from somewhere. Sometimes it means that we're overtired, that we're hungry, that we're stressed out, that we're, you know, being overloaded sensory wise. You know, this isn't necessarily logical response to have, but it's often one that we do have and it's okay because how you feel isn't right or wrong. It's what you do with those feelings that then has the values of good and bad on it. Feelings just are that they're not right or wrong. So don't beat yourself up for feeling angry. It's just a feeling. It doesn't have value. It doesn't make you a good or a bad person. It just is. We all have feelings and none of them are good or bad. They just are. All emotions can lead to good or bad actions depending upon how we choose to engage with the world based on those emotions. So trying to give certain emotions value doesn't really work because sometimes we feel anger because someone has committed injustice against us and it's right for us to feel angry and it's right for us to take action to correct that injustice, to make sure that there isn't someone else victimized in the manner that we were. So that sense of righteous wrath, you know, I wouldn't say that's wrong, you know, but I also wouldn't say it's wrong just because you're feeling overtired and overstimulated. Uh, you know, we all only have so much that we can deal with at a time and sometimes it's just too much that day and we need to just acknowledge where that feeling is coming from and respond accordingly. So if it is because we're overstimulated, then we need to back off and give ourselves some space. And if it's because we're overtired, we're overstressed, then again, we need to back off, give ourselves some space and some rest. You know, we need to look at some sourcing of emotion. We need to give ourselves time to feel and process those emotions. And we need to look at our emotions non-judgmentally. I think that that's really important. Once we start judging our feelings, it becomes really difficult to be impartial in looking at where those feelings are coming from. So just let them be. And remember that it's more about what you do with your feelings 
than what feelings you have. Thank you again for stopping by. I look forward to talking to you again. Until then, you take care of yourself. Bye.